We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's January 8th. It's 2021. We have 12 or 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's podcast. We're presented by Monkey Knife Fight. Try the fastest growing DFS single-player DFS site today. Get a matching 100% deposit bonus up to $50 on your first deposit. The link will be in the podcast description if you haven't checked them out. Do it. Take advantage of this. Like, take that free money. Um, awesome site. Love it for football. They got a lot of stuff going on for this weekend. Um, you know, the games, wild card weekend. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Let's jump into the 10 game slate. We're joined today by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? I'm great, man. Ready to break this thing down. Should be a fun slate. 10 games. Uh, let, let's rock this thing out, man. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to cruise through a couple of these games. I'm telling you guys right now, um, there's a couple of these games that on a 10 game slate, you could just take this little pen right here and just X them out and keep going. So um, we start with Phoenix at Detroit. It's a two eighteen and a half and a half total Phoenix favored by five in this game. Um, Hayes is out for Detroit. Uh, Derek Rose practiced Friday or Thursday, and he should. He, they said he's probable for this one. So let's start with Phoenix. Anything standing out to you for Phoenix? Uh, I mean, man, I, these prices on, on Chris Paul at 7,100, I, I like it. Um, I, I feel like a bit we can still get a big game out of him. Uh, don't hate Mikael Bridges, 5,500. You know, still playing pretty good minutes. Uh, I think he's got some upside against Detroit. And then outside of that, man, I, I feel like that's about it. Like, the, Aiton's playing stable. Like, he's playing fine. But, you know, we're not seeing any upside. So, I don't I don't think that's – I don't think he's someone I'm going to invest in. But, yeah, mainly just Bridges and Chris Paul for me. Okay, so this is like the recipe that you want, right? Um, Detroit is one of the worst defensive teams. And this is about um, – this is a really good pace-up spot for Phoenix. They play at the slowest pace in the NBA. And they're on the road. So, like – this is the recipe that you're looking for usually. Um, you know, if this was like a six or seven game slate, I'd be really, really high on like Aiton, Booker, Paul. I like Chris Paul's price. Um, I think Devin Booker could go nuclear in this game. Uh, I think this is this could be his like first like 50 fantasy point game of the season. But he really just he hasn't shown us that yet. And like the pace that Phoenix is playing at, they seem very content to be playing this pace. They want to set up offenses. They want to run offenses. Um and if you look at it, like this is a team that just beat Toronto. Um, they beat Denver earlier this season. They beat Utah. They beat New Orleans. They've beat Sacramento. Um, they beat Dallas. Like, why should they change what they're doing? So, like, for DFS purposes, even though this is a great matchup, I think you got to temper your expectations here. And maybe you look more at like a, a Bridges at 5,500 and just kind of take a little bit of value in a good defensive matchup. Hopefully he gets like 12 to 13 shots instead of his like nine to 10 shots. Um, but overall, I don't love this game on the Detroit side of things. Rose playing is huge. Um, you know, obviously with Hayes out, it, it definitely opens up some point guard minutes um, for the Pistons in general. What do you like here for Detroit? 
Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit of Rose. Uh, I was hoping, I was really hoping DeLon Wright was kind of going to, you know, be a thing. But, you know, we'll probably get a couple games out of him. I was trying to look at Blake Griffin and see what we're going to get from him. But Blake just doesn't have the upside. I do think, you know, if, if Mason Plumley can get, you know, back up to that 30-minute mark, maybe he, he's somebody we look at and kind of take a flyer on. Like Mason Plumley, you know, I, I don't want to give away the secret sauce, but to me he feels like one of those let's get weird GPP plays today uh, at that price. I just – I think I think at that price he, he's worth a shot. Uh, outside of that, it's probably just Rose and just, uh, just Plumley. I – I don't, I don't hate Jeremy Grant, but at that price, I'm willing to fade him on this slate. But he's been fantastic. I mean, fantastic from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, like, okay, so that game against Milwaukee, um, Wright got the start, and, like, Rose came off the bench. Rose got hurt in the second quarter of that game. Like, he tried to come back, but it just wasn't happening. So, um, with Wright getting the start, Rose is still going to be, like, the massive bench guy. Um, Bay had a huge fourth quarter when it, but it was, it was already kind of out of hand. Like, I think it was like a 20, 25 point game. Um, so like, don't chase that. Uh, that's where that came from. Like he'll typically get like his, his normal amount of minutes here with Blake and those guys back. But I don't know, Wayne Ellington started and started the second half and never came back in the blowout. He potentially could play 30 minutes here, but like overall, I think Derek Rose is the play here. Don't mind the Plumlee call. Uh, moving on, we got OKC at um, New York taking on the Knicks. 209 and a half total. Knicks favored by three and a half. A reason remains not with the team for the Thunder. Uh, Burks and Nick Lakina are out, and Noel is questionable. Um, what do we like here, if anything, for OKC? Well, I, uh, I I must say, man, you know, Darius Baisley is a guy I was on earlier in the year, and I hopped off the train, and then he rattled off 41, 35, and 43. Uh, and now he's 6K. Uh, I, I I still think he's okay, but I, I'm not going to play him at that price. Uh, SGA, I think he's overpriced. I'm I'm not, I'm just not going to play SGA until he gets a little cheaper. I know he dropped 50 against New Orleans, but I don't see that being you know a, a regular thing. Overall, I don't feel like I have to play anyone from OKC. I, I think I can fade this whole team and be fine. This game stinks. This is one of those games that I think on a 10 game <laughs> slate, 209 and a half total. Um, that you could kind of just cross off. Like the Knicks are actually playing really good defense to start the year, and like no surprise, it's Tom Thibodeau. It's no surprise. Uh, true, I know. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> you look at like last year, and they're playing at one of the slowest paces in the NBA. This game's in New York. Like this game is gonna be kind of slow paced, and like I don't think SGA hits the ceiling at this price. Baisley, I don't think he hits the ceiling at this price. Like this is like. Even on the New York side of things, like I would love to play Julius Randle in this spot, but I'm not playing 9,800 for him in a game that's going to be pretty slow. Um, RJ Barrett, his price is kind of caught up. If you're playing him anywhere, maybe it's Fandle at 6,500, but like I don't even think you have to like extend on a 10 game slate to anybody on either side of this game. Um, Am I missing something with Burks out? Like, is this where we should be playing Austin Rivers at 4,300 if he's going to be playing 30 minutes a night? I don't think so, man. I don't, I don't even think. I think there's going to be Austin better Rivers. value that opens up. Like, that's why I don't like well, Rivers. I, I think the next game we get to is the one where it it, it could be really interesting uh, if, if we get some value in this game, which it, we very well could. So, yeah, I, I don't think we need anyone from this game. Look, Elf Payton is 5,500 on FanDuel. He's a guy I've been playing – at that price on FanDuel, like I, I've just been playing him, um, but I don't. He's probably about the only person uh, that I that I think you could play on uh, on, on FanDuel if if, the, if I were playing. Yeah, you could play Elf Payton on FanDuel. I think you could play Austin Rivers on DraftKings if you really want to. Uh, if nothing opens up and like you're you're stuck, he's going to play thirty minutes of Burks out, um, and, and when Nick Lakina out, so like they have kind of moved away from giving quickly like a lot of minutes and they've given like Austin Rivers a lot more like point guard backup minutes and stuff like that. So, you know, take it for what you want to take it as, but I don't love it. Uh, we move on. We got Charlotte at New Orleans, uh, 217 oh. and a half total here. Uh, you want Washington, Boston. I know uh, you got to follow <laughs> the starting lineups page. That's how I do my order. 
<laughs> I know. Um, Charlotte at New Orleans, 217 and a half. New Orleans favored by nine. Zeller remains out for Charlotte. Um, Melly and JJ Reddick are both questionable uh, for New Orleans in this one. Let's start here with Charlotte. Anything standing out to you for Charlotte? Yeah. Uh, uh, listen. Uh, the, the Ball Brothers. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Oh, LaMelo is going to try so it. <laughs> is dad in the stands for this one? Okay, can you he imagine? has to be, right? Oh, uh, it's this is going to be classic. Like, this is one I, I for sure want to watch. Like, just for that reason alone. Um, and then outside of that, uh, if anybody's got it in the mellow ball cards, once the NBA comes out, LaMelo Ball is somebody I'm going to be collecting personally. The biggest, what I feel like draft pick Charlotte's had in a while. So he's not somebody I necessarily want to sell. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to PC uh, LaMelo Ball at any rate. Uh, LaMelo's minutes are, are getting a lot more stable, I think. I mean, he only played 24 against Atlanta. Still put up 34 fantasy points. Uh, and, and look, he's basically, in my opinion, he's basically Lonzo on steroids, Stevie. W- wouldn't you agree? The, the, they're just going to play all-around ball, and, and that's, duh, that's why I like them. Uh, so I, I like that price. Uh, I don't like this game overall. Like, it's not. this isn't a game where I'm like, whoo-hoo, you know, let's get crazy. But, you know, uh, P.J. Washington finally had a good game. And guess what? He was actually in my lineup. Thank you, P.J., for not letting me down at 5,700. I don't think he's necessary, but I don't hate it. Uh, I'm not paying 8,400 for Gordon Hayward. And, uh, I mean, I I wish we could play Devontae Graham. I guess at 56, I don't hate it. Like, he played about 40 minutes against Atlanta. If we're going to get 30-plus minutes for Graham all the time, at 5,600, I think you take your shot. But overall, this isn't the game I'm excited about outside of the Ball brothers playing against each other. I love what Charlotte's doing, man. LaMelo needs to be out there. Um, he, he just adds so much. Like, Graham doesn't need to be playing 40 minutes a night. Sorry. Um, LaMelo needs to be playing 30 minutes a night. Like, all right, I'm excited to watch this ball versus ball. But I, I'll be honest, 6,500 for LaMelo is probably too much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But in in tournaments, if you want to take shots, like we are going to have to, first of all, see what his ownership looks like. If he's going to be massively owned, like he was one of the highest owned players on Wednesday night um, for a guy that's playing like 25 to 30 minutes a night. So I do think um, I I think like overall, I'm more interested in Lonzo um, than LaMelo because I know Lonzo's going to play 35 to 40 minutes in this game. I know where the minutes are. (laughs) So, I don't know, man. Hey, Van Van Gundy and Tibbs, you you don't have to guess. You know what the minutes are. You know, overall, like, looking at the Charlotte side, I I think Gordon Hayward, man, he crushed the other night. I was very high on Gordon Hayward the other night. And, like, 8,400, okay, he's up a 1,000 bucks. I'm off. Like, you know, that's that's the beauty of DFS. So, Yes. I think he's been absolutely fantastic, but overall, um, I, I just I can't get on it um, at this price. Let's go to the New Orleans side of things. Like, this has been one of the most frustrating teams this season. Power forwards have kind of crushed Charlotte all year. I'm not saying like Zion's going to crush in this spot, but I'm saying like the matchup is nice. Um, I I don't know what to really do here. I like it, like I said, maybe maybe this is a spot you play Lonzo. I will say this. If it's not Lonzo because of this matchup, like maybe the team says, look, Lonzo, you got to destroy your younger brother tonight. Like here, take some extra shots, get some more rebounds. I I don't know. They don't have to tell him he's Lonzo ball. He's going to take some extra shots in this game. (laughs) Well, here's what I will say. He's going to wear his mass singer costume on, on the, on the court. (laughs) Didn't expect us to go there. That's a good one. Oh man. Brandon Ingram is the guy I like if, if I had to take yeah. one guy. I mean, he's been consistent. Uh, I mean, just I feel like it's his team. You know, Zion may have the star power, but if this team is going to go through the playoffs, they're going to need the scoring of Brandon Ingram. I, I think he's been playing fantastic, really, Stevie. Been, been pretty efficient overall. So he's he's the guy I like for tournaments for sure. If we get news that JJ sits and Melly's out, um, you you could potentially take shots on Alexander Walker. We call him Naw. Um, he played 27 minutes the other night when he JJ did. left the game, and he's 3,300. So very quiet, very quiet 14 shots the other night against OKC. 
Um, and Van Gundy will play these guys. So um, just throwing that out there. Yeah. But we'll have to see. All right, Will, Washington at Boston. I know this is the game that you kind of wanted to talk about. Um, 234.5 total to Boston's favored by 5.5. That's what it opened at. The injury report came out, and I've seen a couple books already kind of take this game off um, of just off. Um, Washington. So we're dealing with like Westbrook's dealing with a finger um, injury. He is uncertain. It's, it's very questionable. And then Boston has a ton of dudes that got placed in the health and safety protocol. So they could be out yes. like Tristan Thompson, um, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, and Carson Edwards, all questionable. Um, Teague is questionable with an ankle sprain and Kemba still out. Daniel Tice might have to play the whole game. Um, like him and Tatum might have to play the whole game in this one. So let's start with Washington. Obviously if Westbrook is out and, like with the finger injury, um, he dislocated his finger the other night. Um, if he's out, Bradley Beal is just even at ninety seven hundred. Oh, he man. is going to take a gazillion shots. But the guy it's I really want to talk about in Philly, yeah, like Ish Smith is forty one hundred. Um, there's there's one of your better value plays of the slate if uh, Westbrook doesn't play. Yeah, man, for sure. I I, I think it's a good spot uh, for you know. Both teams, really, if if the news happens to break our way, you already talked about the contact tracing. You talked about the finger with Westbrook. Um, you know, I, I like Ish Smith. I, I think, you know, you know, maybe NATO would be back in play as well. Like, he's probably – NATO would probably play 20 to 25 minutes at 3,900. I don't hate it. Um, but, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's Bradley Beal's team. You know, that he would definitely be the guy that, that we would want to get invo- involved Man, I really hate we're not getting a little bit more Troy Brown Jr. Uh, I, I wish we had a little bit more, but just not going to get it. And then Davies Bertans, I've, I've talked about it. I think he's a little bit better with Westbrook off the floor. He's a guy I would certainly uh, want to get in my lineups in this spot, uh, especially if a lot of those big men sit. Um, let's talk Boston. Obviously, a ton of question marks here, but there's three guys that we know are playing. Tatum, Brown, Smart. Um Tatum should see a, a ton of usage here. Brown should see a ton of usage here. Marcus Smart has the best matchup um, in this one. Like, all realistically, all three of these guys are in play. But if we get news that Thompson and Robert Williams are both out of this game, like, Tice is 4,300, and, like, if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's going to play a ton of minutes because Washington has big guys. They're going to play big. So Daniel Tice should see a ton of minutes here. And I don't know if Boston would call back. I know Taco Fall is with uh, the G League. So, like, I don't know if they'd call back Taco Fall or if it'd be – is it a Jolie or Jolai or whatever his name is, um, Semi? One of these guys might have to play a ton of minutes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely think Tice would be – I don't want to say in line for – I would probably say 32 to 35 minutes. I think that's kind of where he would be, Um, which would make him probably in this spot, the best value on the slate. Uh, Jason Tatum is a guy I definitely want to get in my lineups in this spot. I mean, I know him and Jalen Brown kind of went off and Jalen Brown's a guy I've been following, but uh, if I had to choose one, I think I'd take Tatum over Brown in this spot. Uh, along with Tice. I even think I'd be willing to play Marcus Smart over Jalen Brown in this spot as well, even at 6,300. So I, I like this spot in general. Um, you know, Pritchard, he only got 20 minutes in that in that last game. At 4,500, I'm less likely to play him in this spot. But uh, Marcus Smart, Tatum, Tice, if the news breaks our way, those are kind of the three guys I'm the most interested in. I think Pritchard would have to need – like it would. he would have to like – need the game to go super small um, to potentially get there. Um, Not a guy that I really have on my radar right now. Uh, We move on. We got Utah at Milwaukee, 236 and a half total here. Uh, The Bucks are favored by eight in this one. Uh, Cunnington remains out for Milwaukee. Um, Joe Ingles is really the only guy that we're kind of watching on the Utah side. He's questionable for this one. Let's start uh, with the Utah side. Anything standing out to you for Utah? No, not really. Um, I mean, I do like Rudy Gobert. I mean, I feel like he's been 
God, just pretty consistent this year. I mean, yeah, you know, he'll have some 20-point games, but overall, I mean, he's been pretty much 40-plus in most games. So at 7,500, I think if you're playing cash games, Rudy Gobert is probably the center for cash games unless the Boston news breaks our way. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, listen, he's been very inconsistent this year. But, Stevie, you know, it's kind of like we talk about, like, in, in my opinion, he's probably – going to be a tournament player most of the year because he's not shooting well uh, overall. But in every game that he shot the ball well, he's been over 30. When he's not shooting well, he's like 10, uh, you know, 12 points. So I think for tournaments, Bojan is a really good play at 5,300 because uh, he can definitely get in the 30s. Um, Donovan Mitchell at 76. I don't hate it. He hasn't really shown the upside as well, but he's had most, you know, a few games in the 40s, so I don't hate that. Uh, Mike Conley, I don't think I'm going to play him in this spot. I think he will uh, draw a lot of Drew Holiday defense, and so I'm just I'm just kind of going to avoid him. I don't really play guys against Drew uh, much at all, but uh, Mitchell is definitely uh, a guy that that I like. So that was my that was like my thing. Like, are they going to put Drew on Conley, or are they going to put Drew on Mitchell? I, I think like if you can guess that right you could really benefit from this matchup um, because I do think like this is a game stackable game. It's a two thirty six and a half and a half total. This could be one of those games that goes two forty two fifty. 250 shootout wise. Like, I, I don't know, like both these teams, you think like defense and like neither team is in the top 10 and defensive efficiency, like they're 11th and 18th, but they're not like, they're not like that team that like we are so used to seeing every single year. Like um, Utah, we got so used to just believing that they're going to be a top five defensive team every year. Right. And like, you know, they're, they're 18th right now. So I think like, if you're playing Giannis, I, I think Rudy Gobert, I'm with you. I think he's one of the better plays on the slate. Um, uh, I think he's, you know, a six, seven X type of guy on this slate. So um I think like overall, if you're looking at this game and you're, if you're wanting to play Giannis, if you're wanting to play Middleton, um, I think a lot depends like if Steph plays, are the Lakers stars playing on the back to back, like stuff like that is going to determine if you're going to play Giannis or not on this slate. But if you're playing Giannis, you can run it back with Gobert. You can run it back with one of Mitchell and Conley. You just got to guess which one is going to get right. That's going to get the the holiday defense. So one other thing that I want to note here. Um, if Ingles does miss, he's like a 30, 28 to 30 minute guy a night. So like maybe Clarkson plays a couple extra minutes. Maybe Bogdanovich plays a couple extra minutes. Maybe O'Neal plays a couple extra minutes. Um, we'll have to kind of see how it potentially kind of shakes out, but I think they would give the extra minutes, um, to Clarkson. I could be wrong, but if Clarkson gets close to 30 minutes, the dude's going to shoot 18 to 20 times in, in 30 minutes. So uh, 5,100, he's not the worst tournament option. Um, what do you like here for the Bucks? Yeah, I actually actually really like Giannis today. Uh, I, I like these big-time guys like this in, in what I consider to be a pretty competitive matchup. Yeah, every team's gotten blown out a little bit. I want to see where the ownership shakes on him because it is a fairly large slate. But this might be a spot where we can actually get some Giannis upside. Like, So, you know, when, when we've got a chance to get the upside from a guy, I want to try to get it. So Giannis is a guy that's definitely going to be on my radar. Uh, also, we've gotten cheap Drew Holiday for most of the season. He's 6,600 in this spot. I don't mind playing him in this spot. Like, you know, the competitive games, that's when I want to start picking up on some of these guys. Uh, Chris Middleton's 8K. He's definitely going to be a fade for me. Not going to have any Chris Middleton. Giannis, Drew Holiday, though, those are the guys I like. Bobby Portis is 5,300. Uh, he has been playing, you know, pretty stable minutes, but I'm going to avoid him in this spot. I'm expecting it to be competitive. Uh, you know, Brooke Lopez, hopefully I'm still right about this. I think Brooke, and Brooke Lopez plays played 30 and 28 minutes. He's another cheap center, Stevie. So let's say, let's say the news breaks our way in Boston, but you're saying, ah, I don't really trust Daniel Tice. I, I'm not saying you've got to take a direct pivot to Brooke Lopez just to get off Tice chalk, but I do like him at 4,600. And what should be a competitive matchup? Uh, moving right along here, we got the the Magic and the, uh, the Rockets. It's a two thirty and a half total. Houston favored by five. Aminu, Michael Carter Williams, Isaac Okoe, and Fultz out. Uh, Fournier questionable. Man, really, I, I tweeted out yesterday too. 
Um, wish the speedy recovery for oh, Mikel Fultz. God. That guy has had a rough start to his career. Yeah, He's really man. found a home in Orlando, um, and he was playing really good basketball, and I hate to see it. Uh, and then Clemens, House are out, and Christian Woods questionable. Orlando Magic, we'll start with them. Um, the site's priced up, Cole Anthony. Hey. He's going to get I don't know if they can handle. <laughs> I don't know if they priced him up enough. Like I, I watched the whole Cleveland game the other night, and he he he's just going to play a ton of minutes. They don't really have a third point guard on the roster. Like Dwayne Bacon was playing some point. Um, like they have Jordan Bone, but this is a G League second year dude. Like he's not going to be. Um, He's not going to play a ton of minutes. He's going to be the backup point guard, but he's not going to play a ton of minutes. Like Anthony's going to play as much as possible. Um, what are your thoughts here with the Magic? Well, I am going to go about this from a non-DFS perspective first. Stevie, you know, Cole Anthony, he's, he's, he, he was a really good player in college, solid player. And I think that's what Orlando is going to have. And so what I'm hoping is, um, I, I'm really hoping that, folks doesn't like lose his job you know what i mean like i feel like he's worked really hard to get there that's just me personally i do think cole lanty is going to have a really good rest of the season though because folks is out like he he's he's done uh so i i think cole lanty is going to be big time i i think them drafting well just just goes to speak to what orlando's trying to do i'm not saying they've got the best team in the in in uh in the eastern conference but i think they've done a really good job with with this organization uh, Cole Anthony is going to be big time for them. So he's a guy that I like. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Terrence Ross, fire him up. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think I think he's going to be raining shots from everywhere. Uh, yes, you know, we, we probably, you know, we don't want to pay 6100 for Terrence Ross, but I'm telling you, he can pay off this price tag because they are going to need his scoring with all those guys out, especially if Fournier sits. Terrence Ross might even be starting, and he might have to play 38 minutes, Stevie. So I really like Ross here. Even at 6,100, I think he could be a slate breaker if Fournier sits today with Carter Williams already out and false done for the season. So those are the guys I like. I, I don't hate Vooch as well, obviously, at 9K. I think that's very fair for Vooch. But those two guys, Anthony uh, and, uh, and Terrence Ross, this is going to be a good pace-up spot. Love this game, Stevie. Love this game. Yeah, Magic are definitely the team I'm probably going to target the most in this game. Um Houston, they're not a great defensive team in general. And like you said, the it, pace wise, like they're, they're pretty much like very, very close in pace. Um, I think like the pace could even be pushed a little bit more with Fultz out and Anthony out there uh, for the first couple games until it kind of gets his like rhythm here. So I, I love Cole Anthony in this spot. Uh, like, for what you were talking about, though, I, I could see Cole Anthony starting at the point and like Fultz starting at the two because uh, I think Fournier's contract is up this year. So um, wouldn't be shocked if like ha- that's how the Magic go next year because I think Fultz could be a really good two as well. So um, just kind of talking to that point, I don't think Fultz loses his job, but who knows, man? Like I love Terrence Ross too. I love that call. Um, assuming that Fournier misses another game, I, I could see, I could see like. If Fournier's out, I, I think they're almost going to have to go to, like, Terrence Ross or Dwayne Bacon. Um, they're going to need like, Ross for the scoring. I mean, Bacon's yeah. not Terrence Ross. <laughs> no, like, I, I think Terrence Ross is the play. The only other name that I'm going to throw out to you is, is Gary Clark. Um, this dude's playing a ton of minutes. He's not great. He's not great, but he's playing a ton of minutes right now, um, and he's going to have to continue to play a ton of minutes if Fournier's out. So – 3,200 against Houston, tournament flyer. Um, let's go to the Houston side of things. If Christian Wood plays, you don't go back to the well on DeMarcus Cousins. If Christian Wood sits, you go right back to the well on DeMarcus Cousins. Don't, <laughs> don't like, don't overthink this situation. Um, Cousins is still $2,000 too cheap if Wood oh, sits. God. I don't care that oh, the dude God. only played 23 minutes the other night. Like, Oh, if geez. Christian Wood is out, do not overthink the situation. Play DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, and then and then secondly, Stevie, this is from my boy Allen. Allen, I'm, I'm not sure if you're going to listen to the podcast, but we're getting some Gary Clark revenge. You might be on to something there. Oh, man. <laughs> Gar- Gary Clark revenge. At any rate, 
I'm with you, man. And I, I know what the algorithm is doing on this one. Because, Steve, you know, sometimes we look at these prices and we say, what in the world? DeMarcus Cousins didn't play enough minutes to justify a full price increase. So I think that's why they, the algorithm has spit out 5,100. At any rate, I'm with you, man. We're just going to fire him up and play him again. Uh, and that's that's kind of where, where I'm at. Uh, secondarily on this team, though, in this spot, I don't. I don't think I want to play James Harden or John Wall. I think they're fine. Like I, I think. I think those guys are great. But I think I feel a lot more comfortable just saying, "Hey, let's just plug in Demarcus Cousins and then take the take the the guards from Orlando." And I, I think that's the way to play this this spot uh, if you want to take a couple pieces from this game. Um. So Harden and Wall were on the when they're on the court together. Harden has a usage rate of about twenty nine percent. Wall is about twenty five percent. They're not crushing it, like, by any means, um, with them both on the floor. Um, w- listen, these guys have played together for a few weeks now. Give them a couple more weeks, and I think yeah. that we'll start to see them get their rhythm. I am much more likely to play John Wall at 8K than 11K for Jar- James Harden. Um, if Christian Wood plays, I think he's super playable at 7,900, assuming that he's only playing if he- they're going to give him 30 minutes. So, I want some pieces from Houston because I know I'm going to have like one to three pieces from Orlando in this game. So um, I want a little bit of correlation in this one. So moving along, we got the back-to-back game, Brooklyn Nets, Memphis Grizzlies, both teams on a back-to-back. No idea how to even look at this one from an injury perspective. So we're just going to jump in. John Morant's out. Um, We know that. Um, I would guess that Kyrie will be back. I feel like they just sat him on the first end of a back-to-back, especially with Durant out. Um, what are we looking at here on the Nets side? Man, look, I think this is another really good game. Both teams on a back-to-back. Hopefully, that will keep this thing competitive. Um, honestly, I feel like the Nets are a mixed bag, right? So if Kyrie comes back, then I think we feel like Kyrie's, you know, the de facto play of the day. Um, at 9,900 in terms of against Memphis, I mean, I, I totally like it, but I'm 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 not sure what to do with the rest of this team because you know who, who's going to get the minutes. It looks like tonight Joe Harris is playing pretty well, so he's probably going to play some more minutes. Uh, both centers have played, so I don't think I really want to try to pick and choose and guess what's going to happen with this team. I think I'll just be happy playing Kyrie uh, and letting the rest go. I think Kyrie's the play. I don't think you have to play anybody else. Um, if for some reason Kyrie doesn't play, you play Levert again. You play Joe Harris again. Yeah. You could take some shots on like Jeff Green, but like realistically, if Kyrie plays, you're playing Kyrie. Um, and then on the Memphis side of things, like assuming that everybody plays um, on a on a back to back here, like I think you could take shots on like Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and Brandon Clark, but like. It's a 10-game slate, and I probably am not going to, like, prioritize anybody from Memphis in this game. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I did prioritize him on the previous slate, five games, a little bit different scenario, playing against Cleveland. On this on this slate, I'm with you. Uh, I don't think we need to play anyone uh, from Memphis at all. I highlighted this in the expert survey on Thursday. Memphis is 28th in offensive efficiency this season. They're not very good on offense. Um, Brooklyn six in defensive efficiency, even on back-to-backs or both teams, Brooklyn could blow Memphis out in this game. Um, so I, I like temper my expe- expectations when I see such a huge like gap in offensive and defensive efficiency for teams. So that's what I'm doing with this one. Chicago Bulls, LA Lakers, um, no total in this one with the Lakers on a back-to-back. Um, all the guys for Chicago remain out. Archin, Archie Hutchinson, Markkinen, Sadarinsky all remain out. Um, what are we looking at here on the Chicago Bulls side of things? Oh man, I I'm gonna be honest with you, Stevie. I don't think I want to play anyone. Uh, I think they're all priced up. I think they're all priced appropriately. I think I'm taking a full fade on the Bulls. Like the guy we've been playing really is, has been like Kobe White and Otto Porter, and like you said, um, they're kind of priced up. Otto Porter, I think, is in play. Like, I didn't like him on the back-to-back the other night. He went one for eight. Like, this is a dude we need to be shooting in the double digits, um, getting a lot of shot attempts up, being active on the boards. Um, 
I don't hate Kobe White or Zach Levine in this game. It really like depends. Like I know LeBron and Anthony Davis were both questionable on Thursday. They're both playing. Uh, you know, we're we're waiting for that game to start, but they're both playing. Um, quotes: If you're not watching on YouTube, I'm quoting, air quoting. Um, I, I think a lot on this game depends on like if LeBron and Anthony Davis sit. We're going to be loading up on the Lakers, and I think like Schroeder, Kuzma, and like running it back with like Porter, White, Levine makes a ton more sense if for some reason these stars sit on the on the second end of a back to back. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm with you, man. I just, yeah, I think that's the only way. I still think they're priced up, but I I, I get it if if those guys sit. Um. Yeah, I. I don't. I. This is one of those games that like you're. We're going to quickly move through just because like there's so many question marks um, on the Lakers side for this game. Um. So we're moving on. We got Toronto at Sacramento. Uh, two twenty six total here. Toronto is favored by five on the road, and I think a lot of that has to do with the question mark um, next to De'Aaron Fox's name. Um. Jabari Parker is still in health and safety protocols. He's out. Uh, so looking at the Toronto side in this game, Will, you know, it, it seems like for a week and a half, we've been talking about Fred Van Vliet. Um, this guy has just been absolutely crushing. This dude has put up 47 fantasy points or more in three of the last four games, and they are very slowly moving his price up. But, you know, if, he, if he's going to go for 50 a night, like he's too cheap. <laughs> Yeah, man, and I definitely think against Sacramento, this is a spot where we can take a shot on Fred Van Vliet. I've got to think, Stevie, end of the night, higher price, sounds like very low ownership to me. Um, So he's definitely a guy I have my eye on. Uh, I I don't know what's going on with Pascal Siakam. I mean, look, I know he went for 51 against Phoenix, but that's because the shot attempts were up. I mean, he took 21 shots, rebounding was there, a couple of assists. Uh, But that's just – He's only done that twice this season. He's been around, you know, at probably averaging about 15 shots a game. Not that that's bad, but Siakam just, he hasn't really flashed much upside on most games. So I think for me with Toronto, man, it's probably just going to be Lowry, uh, just going to be Van Vliet and kind of go from there. I mean, I wish Chris Boucher was playing 25 minutes a night, but they're just content to bounce his minutes around as much as they choose. And for that reason, he's just a guy I can't invest in. Gotcha. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think Van Vliet's really the only guy that I'll end up on here. Um, on the Sacramento side, I just read a report uh, that Holmes missed practice on Thursday. He's not on the injury report, but if he were some, if he were to sit, would it, it would it free Whiteside? I don't know. Um, I think it would have to. So he's thirty two hundred. He'd be the chalkiest player on the slate. Um, what are we looking at here on Sacramento? So first of all, can you imagine what it would look like to have DeMarcus Cousins and Hassan Whiteside jammed in a lineup? I mean, that just takes me back to like 2016. Like, oh man, just, just get me excited. But it sure feels like way, but I don't know, man. Maybe they play Bagley and run, run a little bit more Bielitsa. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they would do, but uh, I definitely think Bagley would get more minutes for sure. Uh, at 5,900, I wouldn't mind playing him with the expectation that he's expectation that he was going to get more minutes. Uh, I think Bielitsa could get a few more minutes. He's 3,600. I think if we don't know early enough, I feel like if you're multi-entering, you probably want to get a little piece of white side, a little piece of Bielitsa. That would kind of be my approach. Or or what you could do is, uh, you know, you could take some Bielitsa lineups and, and just keep Bielitsa in your flex at the at the end like if you're in a 20 match or something take two or three lineups four lineups keep B elites in the flex and then you decide okay if the news comes out he's out white side starting you just flipping the white side because you know white side's got the upside that's kind of what i would do in that scenario um but overall i think you know <sighs> therese haleburton had a really big game because of the injury played 34 minutes 44 fantasy points Going against Toronto, uh, I'm not worried about Toronto when he's 5,400. And if if if, um, if Fox is out, he's going to get 35 minutes. At 5,400, I'm willing to roll the dice on him. Yeah, and, like, Toronto's another team that, like, we're so used to being, like, a top-five defensive team, and they're very middle of the road this season. I think they're, like, 14th or 15th. So, 
Um, I, I like like if, if Fox is out, Halliburton, I'm locking him in. Like, I'm not even thinking twice about it. Um, I know some might play like Corey Joseph, and I don't think he is a bad play, but I think Halliburton is the upside ceiling type of play. Um, listen, I am I'm so sick of playing Buddy Healed on FanDuel, but I'm not gonna <laughs> stop. Like, I'm not gonna stop, Will. Like, he's 5,200. Like, uh, like he's eventually going to have a night where he puts up 20 actual points and shoots the ball. Well, but I, so. I, I prefer, I prefer like Halliburton still if Fox is out and then Barnes is fine. He's like a, a safer type of option here. Yeah, for sure. We finish it out with the Clippers at the golden state warriors. Um, two thirty two and a half total is what this game opened at the injury report came out. Steph is questionable. They pulled this down on a couple books. Um, Steph questionable. Chris is out. Uh, pool is questionable, which could be huge if Curry's out um, news. So we'll have to kind of see how this plays out, but I know that, um, you know, I, I know Ubre had something pop up um, and, and Wiggins had something pop up on Thursday, but neither one of them are in the injury report. So, um, we'll have to kind of see like this could be this could be very interesting. Um, let's start with the Clippers side of things. What are we looking at here um, for L.A.? Yeah, I mean, so many good plays that could be good plays if, you know, things change. But I as of right now, man, I, I'm afraid to even look at any Clippers like. If, if Steph were to sit, like, just forget it. This game is a scratch-off, in my opinion. Uh, maybe outside of Lou Williams. I think we keep wanting Lou Williams to be a thing because of the price, because we know about the upside. The bottom line is, as of currently, they, they seem content on playing Lou Williams around 20 minutes, and he's a guy I may have to just kind of scratch off the books. Uh, Patrick Beverly is the one that's getting most of the minutes recently. Uh, and then, you know, Reggie Jackson, he's just he's just kind of getting, getting bottom feeder minutes. I don't, I don't really like this spot, Stevie, until we kind of get something definitive from the Golden State side. I mean, Kawhi Leonard at 93 is – I mean, I feel like he's – that's like a really good price for him. If Steph plays, Kawhi Leonard might be one of the best plays on the slate. Like at 9,300, he's got 60-point upside. He might be – he might be the best play on the slate if Steph plays. He looked like an old man out there on the second end of a back-to-back the other night. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like overall, like looking at the Clippers in this game, with Morris back too, and with Tyrone Lou just not going to play Lou Williams like Doc Rivers was playing Lou Williams, like I have zero interest in this team as a whole. Um If I was going to play anyone in this game, it would be Patrick Beverly. And that would be if I needed value, but there's a million value plays on this slate. I don't need Patrick Beverly. He's 4,100 going up against Golden State. That would be the only reason that I'd play him. But, you know, going to the Golden State side, um, I think, like, the thing that we should highlight first is Draymond Green played 30 minutes the other night. We were waiting, patiently waiting. Uh, He's 5,100. He's not going to put up a ton of – he's not putting up a ton of shots yet. Um. You know, we'll, we'll kind of have to see. Um, I don't know if Golden State just had like a partial practice on Thursday or whatever, but like all these guys were like undisclosed um, early leaving practice on Thursday. I don't know. It's weird. But um, anyway, what are we looking at here on Golden State? Yeah, I think at 5,100, you talked about it. You know, he, he made the jump, just played this team. I think at some point we're going to see the semi-upside that Draymond Green brings. And what I mean by semi-upside is he's not a guy that's going to score 20 points. But what we'll get from him is seven or eight points, 10 points. You know, the poor man's uh, a triple-double, 10 to 12 rebounds, 10, 12 assists, two steals, two blocks, and wham, 50 points. I think at 5,100, you start taking your shots now. Uh, even if it's not, you know, necessarily this spot. Like I said, a lot of it depends on Steph. If Steph plays, like, I, I think Draymond's in play for sure. Draymond will probably be my favorite play if we feel like he gets 30 minutes. Yeah, obviously, like, if Curry plays, this is a game stackable game. Um, 
it wasn't as high scoring as we kind of thought, but it was a back-to-back for the Clippers. Um, it was a three and four nights for the Warriors. Um, so, like, I think this game could do, like, a lot more justice uh, in general here if Curry plays. But if, like, this ankle thing is a thing, and if Poole were to sit, like, or it was it Poole or was it Damian Lee? Um, Poole, so, like, Damian Lee at 3,500 if Curry didn't play would just be, you know, you just throw him in there, but like guys like Wanamaker could play minutes too. So we'll have to kind of see, I think you'd have to see who's starting out of those two. And they're both kind of very close in price. So it'd be very yeah. easy to kind of switch and swap. Uh, let's play the morning grind game and then um, we'll get out of here. Um, Will give me someone under 5k that you like to seven X on the slate. Let's go under 5K to 7X. <sighs> a lot of good plays, I think. A lot of, lot of, a lot of plays were kind of waiting on some news too. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. Let, let's let's go. <sighs> Honestly, and Stevie, I thought this was going to be a little bit easier today, and it turns out it is not. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm going to go with the guy that I know is going to play. Let, let's go Bismack Biombo at 4,900. I thought you were going to take my guy. I really – I thought you were going to take Cole Anthony. Um, I really think Cole Anthony's going 7X. I think he's going to put up 35-plus fantasy points in his first career start. There you go. I don't know. Is it his first career start? I don't know. We'll have to yeah, see. I think I so. I think so. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today, Will? I think I'm going Harden, man, at 11K. I love that one. Like, I, I really do. Because even if he gets 5X, I don't see him going, like, 6 or 7X. Um, I don't see him having, like, a 70 or 80-point game. Um, he'll probably make me eat those words now. <laughs> listen i've been playing this guy non-stop and i've been recommending that guy this guy non-stop for weeks now but i think this is a really slow tougher paced matchup um i'm gonna take julius randall off the board today um yeah, and i don't I, I like it hopefully this is one of the ones that he doesn't make me eat my words but he's been phenomenal and we've been talking about him every day he's like a triple double like wrist like upside type guy right now um give me your favorite 6x play on the slate uh, honestly, in this spot, I, I, this is the guy I talked about. I'm going back up top because I think it's going to be competitive. I'm going Giannis in this one, Stevie. I, I think I think this is where we get another big upside game from Giannis. Should be a competitive matchup. I, I think 65 plus is, is where he's going to end up. We didn't plan this, but I had wrote down my 6x play a while ago. Um. Rudy Gobert is my favorite 6X play on this slate. Uh, so Got it kind of fits your, fits your mold there a little bit, buddy. Yeah. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Yeah, I, I kind of gave this guy out earlier. I, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with it. I think it's Mason Plumley, man. I think he's just cheap enough. Uh, minutes have been a little weird recently, but I think if this guy gets in the game at 5,200 against Phoenix, uh, and if he can get back in that 30-minute 30, window – uh, he, he could be a guy that really does some damage for us. I'm going to go with the big baller brand. Um, I Listen, I am all for revenge narratives in sports like basketball. I'm all for any kind of like they control so much more than like baseball and football. Give me Lonzo Ball against his younger brother. He is going to do everything he can to show up his brother in this game. <laughs> if you don't know the Ball family, then you don't understand what Lonzo is going to do in this game. Give me Lonzo Ball as my let's get weird GPP play of the day. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But he is going to do everything that he can to show up his little brother in this game. I get it, man. Listen, this is what I'm going to be watching for sure. I'm excited about this game, Stevie. Like, this is probably, you know, one of the games I've wanted to watch. Like, Charlotte always plays pretty well against Atlanta. I don't know why it is. Obviously, they, we play in the same division, not too far away. But, yeah, th this is going to be an exciting one. I, I, I plan to be in front of the TV for sure. 
Um, any game selection, any contest stand out to you, FanDuel DraftKings today? I do. Uh, the, 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 the 222, man, the, the, the single entry, the put back on FanDuel looks really, really, really tasty. Uh, you know, prize pool is, is really good tonight. Uh, broken down to 7K up top. Uh, I know that's, you know, a little more than 10%, but 7K, 45 to second, 3K to third, 25 to fourth. You know, 10th place is at a thousand bucks. Like, that's really good flat playout structure, people. That's what we want. Uh, I, I like it. The 222 tonight on FanDuel, single entry to put back, really tasty contest. Yeah. So I always kind of look at stuff differently um, for this question. And like I said, the 222 yesterday, I love the structure of that tournament. Um, there is a tiers pick and roll contest on DraftKings today. And if you haven't played tiers, um, if you're struggling maybe with salary cap, Tears might be one of those things that you can help yourself maybe build a little bankroll and kind of understand basketball. Maybe you're new to playing NBA fantasy. So the $12 single entry pays 22%. Min cash is 2x. Um, you know, it, it's it's very structured. It is not like a very top heavy, like first is 400, seventh is 100. Um, so it, it's a good bankroll building contest and it's tears. You know, so you can check it out. Like, Tier one, Harden, Giannis, LeBron, or Anthony Davis? Well, we've kind of already said, like, we're very much on Giannis out of those four. Um, And, and like, tier two, Kyrie, Kawhi, Steph, and Westbrook. Two of those guys might sit. So, like, you know, there's – so check out the tiers contest. And three could sit if if Westbrook, Curry, and – and and Kyrie sit. Like, now you got to play the other guy. He'll be back. He was just <laughs> out. Um, yeah, he'll be back. Um, and we'll finish this out here with your favorite over under or against the spread pick. Uh, I'm actually gonna take the over in Utah Milwaukee. I, I think you know. Listen, we've been on this game, Stevie. I'm excited about this game as well. So that that's where I'm gonna plant my flag today. Uh, this this may be a sneaky stack that we can we can we can get in there. <clears throat> um. Man, so I, I debated uh, so much on which game I wanted to pick here because I, I do think overall it's it's really close. Um, but I lean, I lean the over in the Orlando game, but I want to see, I want to see the Brooklyn Memphis line because if Brooklyn's only favored by like six or seven, cause they're going into Memphis, I, I will take Brooklyn up to like six or seven um, because I do think Brooklyn crushes Memphis in that game. So gotcha. for the podcast sake, I'll take the over um, Orlando Houston, two thirty and a half and a half over. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man, I'm good to go. Everybody enjoy the ball brother explosion. That will be before our eyes. Uh, you'll probably have to watch it on uh, League Pass or or a regional Fox Sports network. Uh, but, yeah, let, let's have some fun and uh, go Hornets. It's going to wrap it up here for Friday and the week. Um, appreciate everyone listening each and every day. We'll be back on Monday talking some more hoops. Uh, good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.